three sides of the coin this week. Mike, we turned we turned uh, chicken shit into chicken salad this week, didn't we? We kind of <laughs> did. We really did. And I think we'll piss some people suspect. off again. I don't know. <laughs> it's like some people get pissed off when you just try and educate them. Yeah, I don't know about this. I don't want to learn anything. <laughs> Learning is dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> Uh, stick around you just it's all over the place but there's a ton of kiss come on i gotta go eat let's go we're done we're done (laughs) this is three sides of the coin talking all things kiss i want to rock and roll all night you're listening to three sides of the coin friday september 16th the token lounge detroit's original rock and roll dogs left for dead return to the stage for the first time in over two years with TNT, America's number one Ted Nugent tribute band, recreating the classic 70s sound of the Motor City Madman. Also appearing, The Nightmare, Detroit's only Alice Cooper tribute band, and Sybil and the Beast. Left for Dead and TNT, Friday, September 16th at the Token Lounge. It's going to be a Motor City Madhouse. Yo, it's three sides of the coin, and we're here, and you can hire us to say something on video for you. But but before everybody like rolls their eyes and goes, what the hell am I hiring three sites for? We are donating 100% of the money we raise to charity, okay? So think about that when you want us to say something. We can do a birthday shout out, an anniversary shout out. Lisa can do like a Paul Stanley rap. Couldn't you, Lisa? Would you do that, please? I can sing Read My Body. I can do a Paul Stanley rap. Anything that you want to do, I'll do. Mark, well, not everything. Would, would, would you get up and go open something? No, but I'll <laughs> say something funny. <laughs> I'll read a comment. Yeah, Tommy will. Re- you can send Tommy a comment and he'll read it. Now, seriously, you guys all know what Cameo is all about. We'll do a video shout out for any occasion, saying anything you want. You know, I don't know if we've even got any limits. You could you could have us say something like three sides of the coin sucks and we'll do mm-hmm. that. Well, I mean, does, we're, we're really easy here. So head over to cameo.com. Look for three sides of the coin. The four of us will get together and record a video message for you, donating all of our money to charity. Mm-hmm. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of three sides of the tools, the Weisenheimers, the idiots. I don't I know. Three we, sides of the ass wipes. The other. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of them that are going around from from people who are just freaking jealous of our intelligence. <laughs> Hurts, doesn't it? Oh, and and with that, uh, with that, we should just sign off because that's enough to fucking <laughs> light the fire under the under the, the those those people with brains of drywall out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. um no seriously it's the three of us today we have we have a guest uh next week although we're going to kind of there'll be a little next week will be a little kiss but it's going off topic as well we're going to talk about another band a couple lots of kiss involvement there'll be a lot of kiss involvement but the main focus will be another band sort of like when we talked cheap trick uh, a few weeks ago um 
so and and no lisa we haven't heard from her i don't know where she is she's probably in chicago still. is she in is she in chicago eating pizza drinking well, beer isn't that where the didn't the playboy mansion used to over there there, that- there used to be playboy a playboy club. no there used to be a playboy club in chicago oh, but up that. by alpine valley um theater the shed just north of chicago okay the hotel used to be a playboy hotel and and this is this is a funny side story i I had to have been, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years old. And my dad would go on business trips all the time. And a lot of times, I mean, you guys probably can relate to this. Dad turns his business trip into the family vacation because, Mm -hmm. you know, the business is paying for the hotel. So you guys can come along as well. So, you know, we, 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 we had a lot of those trips that were built around his business trips. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, he had a, a nice dad that isn't like whoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we took, he had a business trip to the playboy club hotel in Lake Geneva once. And Took us all along, me, my sister, my mom, and we're yeah. staying in the Playboy Hotel. <laughs> oh, my I just re- I remember again. I had to been about ten years old, so I was old you were enough. The envy of everybody on the playground. I, you know, you were. I was at that age where, okay, that means something now. You recognize, and and I remember walking down these halls, and you know, my mom would be there. And I'm trying not to like look, but my eyeballs are like twisted out the side of my head as I'm walking, going, she's got a bunny tail on. (laughs) Or, you know, there's there's full size portraits of nude women in the hallways. And I'm just kind of like, you got to come here more often. I got, I, I, sometimes I should ask my mom about it. I never thought of it. I can't imagine what was going through my mom's mind. It's like, you're taking your family to a Playboy club for a vacation. Gene's a wild man. (laughs) (laughs) It's not so much being a wild man. I think it's back, at least back then. Hey, I can save a buck. (laughs) You know, know, if my company's going to pay for the transportation, the hotel, the dinners, yeah and it's some you know and again it was lake geneva so it was nice it was it was, it was a nice it was area viewed, it was viewed differently back then too it was a a social club and it was just different it's and it wasn't like they took you to the mitchell brothers no i know I, there, yeah exactly know? it was just i still have that memory of walking down a hall just like frick how the hell do i get my eyeballs on the side of my head so i don't crane my neck every time going whoa yeah <laughs> it was like it really it really was a different time. I remember yeah. when I was in sixth grade, we, I went to a hockey trip to Toronto. And when we were there, they took us to the, just the bill. I know I've told the story about billeting before, but the billeted, the family I was with, they, they took us to like the, kind of like the autorama sort of thing. And it was in Toronto and they had a bunch of these, I mean, I'm, I'm six, I'm in sixth grade, but still all these super hot scantily dressed fucking playboy bunnies signing autographs. So I like got a bunch for like my teammates and my friends at home. When I got back, I was like a fucking rock. Yeah. You were, you were, you were the cool kid. 
<laughs> and, it, and it was funny because like they were signing them like love and you know kisses and you know I, it was kind of innocent stuff but yeah. you know these photos are damn near nude yeah you know what i mean and they're like signing the stuff they're walking six year, a kid I, how old are you in sixth grade like 11 or 12 or something 12. 12. yeah i, I was I, I was like the perfect age i i swear to god every time i see animal house when thank you god <laughs> <laughs> it really reminds me of, it, of, it, it of basically that. is beavis and butthead except oh. we just weren't making the noises beavis and butthead would make but yeah. we, we were thinking that stuff and we were like we do that oh. now <laughs> exactly. just uh, you know what it was uh, look that because as, as we always say in this show we, we we don't do politics here but in it was a some different time was, yeah, it was just it was a, a total. Time, it was a totally different time back then, and I mean, it's just it was. That's one of those memories that'll stick with me as a kid. I don't remember a whole lot about the trip or the hotel, but I just remember walking down the halls, like trying to sneak peeks of of cocktail bunnies running around and the nude paintings on the wall. Going, my, my uncle, <laughs> my uncle Bud. We always went out there for Christmas and he just loved to break out the slides, you know, family photos and stuff. <laughs> and so every single time he put a couple of nudies in there just to wake everybody. Up. <laughs> <laughs> question, question is, what is he doing photographing nudes on slides? That's a great question. And I don't <laughs> know where they came from. I don't think he took the pictures themselves, but like he was a car guy. So he had all of those car ads, but I swear he probably took pictures right out of Playboy magazine. You know, that, that's funny. Like how, how an uncle would do some crazy shit like oh, that. Oh yeah. I was looking through the records once and I found Lady Chatter Chatterley's lover and my aunt's like, give me that back. <laughs> that's 50s porn. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it may, those, those Emmanuel movies. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. And he had a he had a uh, um, a mannequin out in his garage. He was a car guy, and he put pubes on it. <laughs> He's the cool. He was the cool uncle. I can tell. Yes. Oh, he was funny as hell. Every kid yeah. loved that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rest in peace, Uncle Bud. Oh, uh, all right. So, so we started off with a little. Uh, uh, triple x talk here let's let's get let's get back on track that's here. why that's why i turn the lights it's now three sides after dark yeah so. exa yes. exactly <laughs> um tommy do we have any comments to read i guess i'll take that as a no I, 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 he's going of what what show hey, I, I literally guys <laughs> i literally got off a plane and drove right from the airport to hear oh like we're supposed to give you credit for that somebody's like i thought this was a work conference call what's my all right all right, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do tommy's job and read a few comments here um this is actually interesting that might have a little discussion around on our um episode will the kiss end of the road tour become the 50th anniversary tour bob mitnick wrote just a thought but shouldn't gene simmons been called the dragon instead of the demon he has more in common with a dragon. He has the bat lizard, and the lizard that flies is a dragon. He wears dragon boots. He spits fire. Seems like a dragon to me. Demon just always sounded generic to me. 
but if he was the dragon or the draken, a lot cooler. Love your show. Been watching since day one. I, I will chime in real quick on that. I mean, I totally get, Bob, what you're saying. Yeah. But keep in mind, he's had costumes where he hasn't had dragon boots. He's had costumes that he hasn't looked like a dragon. I mean, and let's go. Basically, anything pre-Destroyer was very much more demon, more bat than anything else. Echo more vampire than, you know, than anything well, I mean, yeah, doesn't, doesn't demon just also kind of mean like something evil and carnage, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get what Bob is saying, but again, I mean, if, if you only saw his costumes where he had the, the, you know, the dragon boot shells, I, I could get it, but he's had plenty of costumes that weren't dragon like. You know, he's had chain mail and he's had, you know, he's had other stuff that wouldn't look like a creature at all, basically. Yeah, I'm looking at a big, I got a big uh, Axe Base ad over here and, you know, it's, it's from, I think, 2012. So he's got the kind of destroyer-ish, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny. You're having him like, I'm looking at him like, there's zero dragon there. He's spitting blood up. He's, well, yeah, I mean, even, even point, it's a fair point. It's just, I suppose you can look at it from several different perspectives. Yeah, I mean, even the creatures of the night costume, which had the, 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 the dragon shells, he to me didn't look like even a demon in that costume. He looked more like a, a warrior. You know, he was going to battle in the creature's costume than some of his other costumes. But I, I, I get what Bob was saying. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Rex Smetzer. I agree with Tommy. Oh, shit. We ain't going to read this one then. Um, <laughs> even though these soundboards were released, if, Univer if, Uni if Universal puts them out on a deluxe box set, or on the soundboard series, I would still buy them because I would be fairly certain the quality will be better than a YouTube version. I see what you're saying, Mark, and can understand why Universal is hesitant right now. I hope the Creatures box set sells as well as a Destroyer box set because fans <clears throat> like me will buy this from an official release. Let's hope it sells well. I bet it will. Mm -hmm. You know, Rex, we're all right there. I mean, yeah. as fans, we hope nothing changes for releases coming Amen. from, from and, kiss and universal yep and this is a box that i'm really excited about because it's truly different than so many other things you know it's a I little like it bit they're shining a light on something that i think certainly deserved more light at the time yep. and paul said it a million times and michael you've always referred to when you had called the radio station they told you oh they took their makeup off they can play their instruments now or literally three weeks before the album was released they were, you know everyone else thought they were wearing makeup but all of a sudden they learned how to play i mean just just the whole idiocy uh, of it and, and paul paul stanley says it a lot too he's like and everyone talks about the success of lick it up well creatures in his heart and i think the heart of a lot of fans is is even far superior yeah. or at least superior to lick it up 
overall fandom wise. Yeah. But it's, it's funny too, because it's kind of like uh, people who said they saw a small band or excuse me, a big band in a small venue when, when actually there was, you know, over a hundred people there and 50 years later, there was, you know, 250,000 people there, all the people who said they saw them there. Well, that kind of goes back to like with creatures. If all these people saw them when they did, well, the, the attendance records didn't lie. They the the, al- the album sales and the ticket sales don't go along with everybody who says they were there yeah. and bought it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there as somebody who did go, and I know Michael, you went as well. That that tour was just the shit. I mean, they were fucking hungry, and at least the show I saw, I the one at Cobalt, I mean, you know. That was the, you know, as I've said, that was my first Kiss concert. And I've seen Kiss so many times since then. And, and yes, they'll always, I think we can all, we as in all listeners can agree. Your first Kiss experience is probably jaded because it's your first. But I, I would honestly say, I don't know if I've ever seen the band that explosive ever again since the creatures tour i mean they, I'm with you. gene and paul especially gene gene was just i mean that was the demon that was the character he was he was just exploding on that stage like he it's almost like the previous few years he was just kicking it in the ass saying, fuck all this stuff we did with the elder and unmasked and dynasty. I'm coming back on stage and I'm kicking fucking ass like I used to. And, and I'm, and that's not to say they haven't been energetic since then, because God knows they are even to this day, still very energetic, but that tour, you're right. I mean, Mark, they were just, they exploded onto that stage and didn't stop until they blew up the speaker cabinets at the end. Yeah. Well, it's what I remember about that so vividly. Again, just living here in Detroit, I saw it through a different prism, you know, literally from January of 76. You know, when you string, you know, three nights at Kobo together, you're around 40,000. And then they played two nights at the Olympia in 78, another 40,000. Then they played to 40 plus thousand on the dynasty tour. They do the elder, excuse me, uh, uh, unmasked and the elder don't come here. And then they could barely fill Kobo one night. They came out. And I remember saying to my friend, Gene looks like he's going to eat the audience. I mean, he, yeah. but for me, I'd seen them the last time through on the dynasty tour. Don't remember. It was fun. It was good, but it was the dynasty tour. It was polished. It was. Yes. This was, Oh my God. This was raw. Kick you in the balls. Yeah. This was, this was a metal concert. Make no mistake. Now also too, I've got a nice little perspective. Because I saw Kiss in, that was February 23rd, 1983. You know, the, the previous year I'd seen Ozzy with Randy Rhodes. And I saw Van Halen many, many times. You know, they were with, you know, with David Lee Roth. And I'd seen Judas Priest. You know what I mean? Uh, by then I'd say, yeah, Iron Maiden. I saw Iron Maiden on 
number of the beast or opening for Judas Priest. I've seen all these metal shows, you know, and creatures. You, if you put things on a shelf that are the same thing, creatures was right there. With, Fit right in. Yeah. With the mob rules tour and with the diary of a madman tour. And, I mean, and it fit, it fit well. You, you weren't embarrassed I mean? to buy it. Correct. Whereas, you know, Dynasty Tour was fun. You know, it was cool. I enjoyed it. It was a cheap trick open, you know, it was New England. It was just stuff. It was, it was fun. It was cool. I, it was a great memory. But what one do I always go back to? And obviously, yeah. ad nauseum on this show, you go back to the Creature Show. Not only the best Kiss show I've ever seen, the best concert I'd ever seen. And let's face it, um, we got to give, uh, we got to give, uh, and this is a nice segue for you, Michael. Um, we got to give our former guest Wes a uh, a little shout out too, because the Plasmatics open, and I think that's one of the reasons Kiss was so energetic. They had to do something, and as somebody who collects the old newspaper clippings, the Plasmatics were a lot of reviewers when Kiss was trying to match the Plasmatics and outrage and you know and energy, and I think that really did make the creatures tour now keep in mind the plasmatics didn't open every show but enough that kiss knew they had uh they had to put on a show man in order to to best wendy o and and crew so yep anyways yeah so um you know so there's a few comments for you um before i i put a quarter in myself i want to make a quick mention three sides of the coin radio you got to check it out. Go ahead over to three sides of the coin radio.com. If you've got questions on how to access it, how it works, it's available on all um, Alexa devices or the free app. There she is chiming in, as I mentioned her name. Um, I have come to learn it's only available in five. And this isn't so much our limitations. It's Amazon's because it's all voice control and it's all set up for English voice control right now. That's what Amazon is. Um, so it's available in the US, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and India. So those five countries are Amazon supported English speaking voice control countries if that all makes sense to out there. india that's cool so uh i mean that's a big chunk of our our audience out there so so the cows in bombay are listening to us yeah so unfortunately if you are in scandinavia or in south america no it's it's not going to work there it needs english voice control and those countries use your native language for voice control um but it's Kiss Music 24-7, 365. Right now, we are programmed. This the, What you would currently listen to is programmed 100% by Eddie Trunk. He came in and gave us his playlist. Uh, almost you, 50 songs, 47 songs, I think, yeah. um, of his favorite Kiss songs. And no, it's not all Ace Fraley. No, it's not all Peter Chris. It's all over the place. Um. But what's really cool is we got a number of other future special guest playlists already lined up. Got so many people that want to contribute. I've already got playlists from Charlie Benante of Anthrax. He's going to be programming it. Ron Keel just sent his in today. 
Um, um, Bill Starkey sent his in. Um, we've got Wayne from Lillian Axe sent some in. So we've got Alex from Shameless. Alex Michael put his in there. We've- it's all nothing but unmasked, right? <laughs> <laughs> unmasked bootlegs, unmasked. Exactly. Oh, my favorite album. <laughs> exactly. But we, we just puts it on shuffle. <laughs> we are um, we're doing a lot of fun stuff with this. So yeah. we'll let we'll let Eddie's playlist run for a couple more weeks. And then I think we'll probably launch Charlie Benante from Anthrax. We'll launch his playlist, which I'll give you guys all a, a, a sneak preview, like the first eight or nine songs right off of a live. Cause he's smart. <laughs> I just play alive over and over and over. That's why we're not letting Mark program. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be programmed. Um, so anyway, you got to check it out. It's very cool. Again, it's, it's available 24, seven, 365. There's 47 songs that are being played. So, I mean, I, I don't know who sits there and listens from start to finish through that many songs, but it's really cool. We got some great playlists coming up. If you got suggestions for other people we should reach out to, let us know. Chris Jericho said he's going to do one as well for us. So, yeah. Frank um, from Hatebreed. Yeah. Have you reached out to Andy at Blackvale? No, I have to reach out to Andy and I was going to, um, yeah, there's a, several people I'm going to ask. John Five, I think I sent him a message. I can't remember. I got to look back at my notes. Maybe Frank from Hatebreed will do like, nothing but crazy nights because i know he loves that album yeah i ran into somebody that i was photographing a band last friday it's a a local band they actually did a great job they do three different sets and each set they come out dressed differently so the first set is like 70s rock arena rock second set is 80s songs and the third set is hair metal and they're all huge kiss fans and one of them's like, you know, my favorite Kiss album is Crazy Nights because that's my era of Kiss. We were just kind of chatting amongst the group. And then someone said, um, oh, did Vinnie Vincent save Kiss? And everybody in the room laughed. Of course he didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we should see if Vinnie wants to do a guest playlist. <laughs> boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think it's we uh, done. anyway check out three sides of the coin radio um all you got to do is is tell alexa to launch three sides of the coin radio don't launch over there (laughs) okay i don't think it's launching um or you can go to three sides of the radio.com and we've got all the directions there as well um all right so real quick um i wanted to you know with all of these leaks that have happened almost everything is being posted to YouTube. And, and a lot of people are complaining about takedowns. You know, I've, somebody's got a YouTube channel. Oh, somebody said, take, you got to take this down. You don't own the copyright on it. And, oh, this sucks. And this is terrible. And, uh, you know, listen, it is as a fan, like most of our listeners out there, that's where I was learning about these leaks was on YouTube. I don't have a massive collection, contrary to what people might think. Um, But here's the thing. If you are posting anything to YouTube that's 
got music or some video, because it could be a TV or a movie or anything like that, you are risking a takedown. It's just, it's just the nature of the YouTube beast. I mean, I've been on YouTube for, I don't know, a decade now or more. And I've had, I haven't had anything taken down. I've had stuff muted. I've gotten warnings. Um, I mean, we even talked about it when we did our destroyer box set review episode, I put universal's own destroyer box set commercial YouTube commercial in the front of ours episode as a way to further promote the box set. I got it. I got a copyright notice because it's got a whole bunch of kiss music in the universal ad. Now they didn't, they didn't give me, um, uh, I didn't get my, you, you get like three strikes and you're out and you'll lose your channel. They didn't give me a strike because typically what most copyright holders will do is they'll say, you can keep it up and you can keep doing this. We're just going to collect all the money you monetize from this. And that's what Universal did is they said, you can keep your video up, but we're going to collect all the ad revenue off of that video. That's, that's the nature of YouTube. YouTube is out there. Well, let's, let's back up. When YouTube was first launched, none of this happened. YouTube was the Wild West. There was no copyright controls. People could post anything they freaking wanted. And the content producers, rightfully so, got very mad that their music, their videos, their TV shows were being streamed by somebody else, and they had no control over how it was being used. So YouTube put a copyright system in. And it's, simp it's a pretty simple system when you think about it. It's all automated and it's using what's kind of like a fingerprint technology. They match audio, video, spoken word samples to a huge database. You post Kiss Detroit Rock City, YouTube is going to go, oh, that matches the copyright that Universal has for Detroit Rock City. And then Universal instructs in advance YouTube, this is what we want you to do if you encounter this. Just send them this automated notice or take it down. It happens all the time in order to protect the copyright holders, the content creators. So all I'm saying is, if you are posting anything to YouTube that you don't own the copyright to, you, you really have no basis to cry and complain that stuff is getting taken down that's that's the way it should be it's working the way it should be there um do they make mistakes oh yeah they do i had i had i had, we used to have an old podcast called dropping the needle you remember that tommy mm -hmm. and i think i think you weren't on it but we did a review of the Black Sabbath album 13. We didn't play it. We played it in our headphones. And as we listened to it, we then reviewed it verbally. So there was no Black Sabbath music in the YouTube video. But Sabbath's label somehow said, oh, we're, we're making a copyright claim because there's Black Sabbath music in this video. There's no Sabbath music, but I couldn't, I couldn't appeal it with anybody because it's all automated. 
So yes, there's going to be there's going to be abuses. There's going to be problems with the system, but this little rant is just if you post stuff that you don't own the rights to, you should be prepared to have it taken down. And if you get three strikes, you will lose your channel. Everybody who's on YouTube should know that. It shouldn't be a big like shock that you wake up one day going, oh, my God, they just took it down. No, they will. They warned you. They warned you three different times. This is what was going to happen. So. Don't complain when the system works the way the system's supposed to work. I mean, that, that you know, it's it's funny. Kiss fans seem to be extra complaining over the last couple months. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. And and you know, I I appreciate the hard work some people do putting into creating these videos and and programs that they put up online. But if you're creating it using content that you do not own the rights to, and and let me just be upfront, fair use is bullshit, people. Fair use isn't going to hold up in a court of law anywhere. You know, there's there there's the common thought of, oh, if I use 10 seconds, it's fair use and they can't get me for that. They can get you for using one second if they want to. A lot of people will give you some leeway, but there is no law in the world that says you have the fair use to use X amount before you get in trouble. So if you're putting up video footage, live performance footage, music, whatever it might be, a TV show, a clip from a movie. You need to be prepared that you could get your hand slapped for doing that. And all you could say is, I knew I could get in trouble and I got in trouble and that's it. Don't don't piss and moan that the system is working. Because that system is there to protect the people who create and spend the money to create and release and distribute that content. End of story. Well said. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. right on. I mean, you're dead on. That's that. That just it is what it is. It is. Yeah, it is. It, it is what it is. I have gotten them before. This is part of the reason why. In this podcast, like when when we very first started, Tommy and I first started this podcast, I didn't want to use KISS logos. I didn't want to use KISS music. I didn't want to mm-hmm. use KISS videos because I, I know that most likely nothing will happen. Right. But I also know, having been in the business long enough working with bands, hell, when I was working with KISS, and YouTube first started and we posted some KISS live videos to a YouTube channel, Universal Music sent a copyright claim to KISS for them posting their own live video to their own channel. But that's the way it works. That's Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So that's why we've never played music in this show. We don't try, we don't show videos. I mean, I was, I was curious, Mark, last week we put the left for dead video in and 
I didn't get flagged for that. I, I was ready to be flagged because I knew your distributor could rightfully come out and say, the music in that Left for Dead video is copyrighted. And we, was it CD Baby, I think you used? Yeah, it is. Or TuneCore, one of them, I can't remember. Um, their job is to protect your music copyrights for you. Their job is to make money for you. So I was prepared. It hasn't happened yet. But let's be honest, it can also take a while. I mean, I've gotten stuff like months later for a video and they're like, oh, it's a copyright claim. I'm like, I've had freaking six I've, months ago. I've had friends, some of which, you know, doing some of the, the kiss clips and Universal will come two years later. Yeah. Hey, you whatever you mentioned that song or whatever. And yeah, I, I, I remember that vividly. This was actually a couple of years ago. A friend of mine um, did some it was actually a music thing and he used part of a, I don't know if it was an Aerosmith song or whatever, but he's like, you're not going to believe it. They made me take the 30 seconds of Aerosmith clip out, which in his little narration, it was like, here's Aerosmith. It, doing it's very, it's very on. weird what they can do. They can, they meaning the copyright owner can do nothing and just let it go. They can let it go take all of the money you might earn from YouTube advertising. They can require that chunk of music to be muted. So everything else will sound fine, but wherever that music was just goes mute for 30 seconds, two minutes, whatever. They can also say, well, we're not going to let this play in certain countries. I've got, I mean, how many of us honestly have gotten that? Were uh, especially someone from overseas because what was it Spitfire? Who was the was the one label that had a lot of classic rock bands? Um, I remember friends from the UK posting stuff. And then it's like, well, due to copyright in your we country, can, we, we can't show this in your country. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, I I have gotten a couple copyright notices where they said we are not showing this, and and they list off like. 20 european countries we've we, we've blocked it in these countries it's still available in the u.s and canada i'm like i don't know what the fuck that means it well what it means is whatever contract was signed for that music is different in those countries so somebody else is in charge of it um it's complicated it's messy it's not always ideal it's got mm -hmm. its problems but yeah, I don't know if you're any, if you're going to do anything, I mean, goodness. I mean, if you're going to record an album, remember when sampling first started, sampling was the wild west. Yeah. Like Tone Loke would sample everybody else. And, and those other artists he sampled never got payment initially. Well, that changed. Oh, big time. Big Did you time. notice now? I, I, only reason I know is because I listen to a couple of uh, music podcasts and you know, music publishing and, and how a lot of these, for lack of a better word, rap songs that sample. Now it's not uncommon to have 30 names listed yep. in a songwriting credit yep. because each sample, just for the sake of arguing, Tone Loke's a great 
you know, example, uh, was it Wild Thing? Wild, Wild Thing, yeah. Van, Van Halen and Kiss and whatever. Queen. But, and... And, but, but anyways, so, because I'm pretty sure that Van Halen on the first record, they group copyright. So it would list all four members. And then Kiss would list. Uh, so, so now you're up to eight people before you even get to the guy who wrote the rap lyrics. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's not uncommon now for, you know, a top, 10 is there even such a thing um rap song to have literally 30 names listed on yeah because it yeah because you got to give credit every, to everybody who did it the piece that i don't understand about all of this is why some people get so upset about it and i'm not talking about the sampling piece that you guys are discussing i'm speaking of putting something up in general and it gets yanked down and you get pissed off about it it's like why is that such a big deal yeah why? you out any money <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you're, you're you're out yeah, your time. Just, obviously, you might have you might have worked hours to create something that's very cool, and yeah, it sucks. But I don't know. Again, this is what the whole this whole segment was about. You should let's put it this way: if you don't know going into all of this that these this could be the results, you aren't prepared for what you're doing. You know, right. if, if you're going to if you're going to edit a compilation video of a whole bunch of bands and you've never researched copyright on YouTube, that's your fault not to know what you're getting into. But, you know, one, once you know this, you're I know it's sort of, you know, you're playing well, with Michael, fire. Eventually you're going to get burned. Michael, another thing. And if you remember, speaking of my band Left for Dead, remember when we were trying to load it? We got something that said, oh, this is copyrighted. And we're like, no, we wrote all these songs. Remember, you had to send something yeah. to them. And then they had to review it. And they're like, oh, okay, it is it is all original. But I mean, that's how closely they're looking. They're looking, again, we're just a local Detroit band putting something on Amazon. They stopped us temporarily saying there was a copyright infringement on a piece of our music. And we had to contact them and we worked it out. They're like, Oh, okay. There is, it, it is an original piece, but how crazy is that? I mean, if, if somebody's looking over that closely on that, imagine what they're doing to, you know, kiss and Aerosmith and Van Halen and stuff. Well, you know, and keep in mind, bigger artists like that have multiple, you know, the artist might be able to do something. The label could do something. Their publishing company could do something. There's a lot of big companies with a lot of money and departments that do nothing but this stuff. They do nothing but protect and manage copyright use because that's a lot of money. You know, you might sit here and go, well, gee, my little video might have earned 10 bucks. Yeah, but a lot of pennies can add up very quickly from around the world. You know, if, if they can get 10 bucks yeah. from a million different people on YouTube. That's a nice and paycheck. That's a nice them. paycheck for them not doing any work, really. Yeah, and I understand them protecting their rights. I understand all of that. I just, like I said, I just don't. I mean, I go on YouTube. I love watching videos and stuff, and I'm glad people do post things. But it's like, at the end of the day, if they take something down, does it really matter? What, what well, are you running out of things to watch? Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I think it kind of gets back to what we talked about last week with with Joe. There's a lot of people who just 
I don't want to say uneducated because it's not because they like dropped out at third grade. They're just not educated in the business of copyrights. They're not educated in how YouTube works. They're not educated in the music business. So they just think they should be able to do whatever they want. And I'm doing this to promote you and you should be thankful to me. Well, no. I mean, no, that's, you know, the business is built to earn money and protect the people who make the content, i.e. the music, the videos and everything else. Yeah. So they can rightfully collect the money they deserve to collect for the work they did. And you can sit back and go, oh, how fucking hard is it to sit in a studio and record a song? That's not the point. It's there, but Michael. Michael, let's let's switch though to and maybe an uncomfortable topic, but getting stuff taken down that you don't own. Well, that that's so, so getting stuff taken down that the person issuing the takedown doesn't own. Correct. Yeah. So so that's that's the flaws within the system. And again, keep in mind these. And we use YouTube as an example, but this can happen on iTunes. This can happen anywhere. Um, they build these systems to be automated because it's impossible. Here's, a, here's just an example. Spotify every day. I think there's 80,000 songs uploaded every day to Spotify. Impossible to have a human review and research and verify all of that. So it's an automated system of filling out the right paper, filling out the right forms online with the right information and then making the claim. And if the claim keeps getting escalated, eventually you'll probably hear from somebody via an email. But if the person out there who knows how these systems work issues a, a takedown notice with the right information in it, they can get it taken down right away while the user is trying to appeal and deal with it. So it might eventually get appealed and fixed and you might get your video back in three months because they found out that the person who issued the takedown didn't really own it. But that's three months down the road. So, again, if you know how takedowns work, I think you can kind of fudge it. Rig, yeah, you can rig the you system. Can play, you can play the system. You can game the system. Michael have, and Tommy, I don't know if you guys have ever went on Amazon. They are some, because, you know, I was looking at some of my favorite metal bands, uh, you know, Kiss being one of them, of my favorite bands. But I'm starting to notice bootlegs being mm -hmm. sold on Amazon. That's what you were just saying. There's so much shit being thrown up for sale. So much stuff being thrown online. I mean, it's like, how in the hell is Fried Alive being sold? On? Well, <laughs> you know, and, and in the case like Amazon, Amazon has set up such a system where third party people can set up an account and basically upload their products into Amazon to be sold through Amazon. Amazon takes a cut and you fulfill the product. 
That's all automated. Again, Amazon, there isn't a guy sitting at Amazon going, oh, fried alive by kiss. Is that legit or is that not legit? Let's be honest, other than the few thousand of us watching, most people out on the street aren't going to have a freaking clue. They're going to look at the artwork and go, well, it's a nice professionally produced package. I assume that's legit. We'll let it, it, it flies through until what probably happens is Gene sees it, tells his lawyer, his lawyer reaches out to somebody at Amazon and tells Amazon or goes to the label. And then the label goes to Amazon and now it will get reviewed and taken down. But initially, yeah, you, there's, there's bootlegs. I shouldn't say all over the place, but Walmart's the same way. If you go to walmart.com, there, there's, there can be some, you can find bootlegs there. So, I mean, they, 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 Build a system to try and manage as best as possible automatically stuff coming in. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But, you know, if you're, if you're creating a bootleg and you're trying to sell it on Amazon, I hope you know that damn well, eventually you're going to get burnt for that. They'll, they'll eventually catch you. Yeah, you're, you'll sell a few of them for a while, but eventually something's going to come down the road and go, uh, this is material isn't copyright. You don't own that. We are canceling your account. You got nothing to bitch about. I mean, do you, you think a lot of a lot of these little companies do that going, you know, when I, even if I sell 20 copies, you know, I just made my couple hundred yeah. bucks. I'll move on to the next one. Because, mm -hmm. you know, again, uh, that's unfortunately how, if you want to call it, uh, the black market works. I mean, yeah, they find the hole in the system. They take advantage of that hole. We call as it long game as in the system. Game in the system. Exactly. We, in the, on my music business podcast, we talk about that all the time, especially when it comes to Spotify and playlists. There's companies out there that find a, a undocumented bug in the back end, they take advantage of it for the next three months until it's fixed. And then they move on to the next one. They keep gaming the system. They're one step ahead. Mm -hmm. it, but, you know, again, at the end of the day, if you're building whatever you do around using copyright material that you don't own, it will eventually come back to bite you in the ass. Could happen tomorrow, might not happen for three years, but you really are in no position to cry when it does happen because you were posting stuff you don't own. Right. You know, Kiss and Universal, you know, an argument I hear often is, oh, well, I just posted, you know, I just made video out of the brand new album by so-and-so and I posted it and I got in trouble for it, but YouTube is posting the same thing. And the difference is YouTube is posting it because the label and, or the band and, or the copyright holder wanted to do it and they're collecting money off of it. There's a lot of money made off of Spotify contrary to what the 
uneducated fans might think millions and millions of dollars a day are being made by the record labels on Spotify. Well, Michael, on Michael YouTube. if it wasn't, if it wasn't making money, guess what would disappear? It Spotify. would disappear. Yes. Exactly. I, I, again, I, because the three of us are all business owners, that's like the telltale sign. Something's working. <laughs> if it stays in business, it's making money. If people are investing money. in it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Yes. Um, you know, off the soundboard goes up onto Spotify and YouTube the day after it's released. Well, that's because, again, the label decided they wanted to do that. And they're actually making money off of that. You might think they make no money, but it's pennies. But pennies by the billions, by the billions, yeah. add uh, up quick. to a lot of money, a lot of money. So. But when you put it up there, they're not initially making money off of that, especially if you're not caught with a copyright notice. But if you go, if you, if you go to Kiss's Spotify and you play off the soundboard, Kiss and the label are making money off of that. If you go to Kiss's YouTube or, or the artist's official video channels out there and you watch their videos, they're making money off of that. They're more than happy with that. They're making money off of it. It's when you're an artist and you see some fan posted your video and it's got 10 million plays on it and you've only got 10,000 on yours and you're like, fuck that fan. I want that gone because I want it on mine. I mean, it's only right. So I don't know. You know, that was, that was my, wasn't as dramatic of a putting a quarter in as we can get out of Mark. Yeah. But Mark's just, he's a different person than you are. So, you know, your, your guys aren't going to be the same. So, you you know, know, take, take it what it is. I mean, it's, it's just an interesting world out there. Copyrights are not an easy to understand world. Let's put it that way. But, People who own them will protect them with everything they got because copyrights can earn money and a lot of money forever. And if you guys have interest in what we're talking about today, check out the Music Biz um, Weekly podcast with Michael and our friend Jay Gilbert. There's some really cool stuff. I mean, I'm not a musician. I'm not in the music business, but it's fun to listen. There's some really cool stuff. So if you guys have a fascination or interest in this sort of thing, check it out. Um. All right. So, well, so about here's the tour. The tour. We got to talk about. Well, yeah. I was going to say let's let's talk about the tour a little bit. So they're now down under. They're in Australia. Shrimps on the Barbie. Um, set list. Just- got changed just raves just raves though um got to pull out before we go big shout out to my buddy phil cass and this goes back to like i say all the time people you meet on kiss cruises kiss events here's a, a fine uh you know a friend from from down under who i met on the boat and gets a hold of me this morning he's like i'm at the gig do you want one of these posters? Because he knows I'm a big poster collector. And if you guys have seen the end of the road tour poster for Australia has the Australian cities on. 
you know, that kind of stuff just touches me. Somebody reached out from halfway around the world, knows how much I'm into Kiss posters, and gives me a shout. Like, or they hey, bring man. you ketchup. Or they bring me, again, we've, we, I say this all, I, I, I tell you what, I mean, we've all known this. And the guys, I, I, whenever I use the word fans, I'm not, we're all just knuckleheads, each and every one of us. I'm talking about you watching us. We're all knuckleheads. We're all the same. But, you know, last night I'm in a theater an hour north of, of, of Detroit. I'm at a Ted Nugent show. A bunch of people come up to me. Hey, three sides. I was at a concert a couple weeks ago. Hey, three sides. Not a kiss show. Man, it is like a great big family. It's it's just so cool to have people reach out and and know that we're all here to just talk rock with one another. And it's just it's just that you guys have made this so cool you know matter of fact like i said last week i'm with two guys and they're they're kind of friends because they both listen to the show and that's how they got to be friends you know uh run into me oh my god you know just start talking about the show and and like i said these aren't fans these are just fellow kiss knuckleheads like us yeah. that yeah, that's just so freaking cool, you know. But like I said, you know, Phil reached out to me this morning. Just freaking awesome. And um, one thing about the show is uh, they're playing Shandy as a band. If you guys it's remember, very cool. Oh, it is. Now, if you guys remember historically, Paul would just play that with a single <laughs> guitar, and now it's part of the actual show. And you know, this is the funny part. This is the part for me. In my head now, I'm hoping a version of that comes out professionally so I can listen to it when I want to. And, and that's the whole crazy thing about all these posts. And it all ties together. I like having a professional version of every song that they do. Now, the last time we could get Shandy was from the 1980s. You know, what did they what did they drop to put that in the set? Do you know? Christ, you know, a friend of mine, it was Mike Brown the other day. Mike Brown really? had a really great, cool little thing on his uh on his podcast. Or it wasn't I was probably his, his his Facebook thing. Anyways, Mike's a great guy. But he he did the little analogy of like they dropped this, added this, dropped this, added this. Just check it out. It's it's his uh he's got like a Facebook page. Like it, Mike, I'm going to plug for you. I think it's like rock experience was my rock, rock and roll experience with Mike. Yeah. Run. Yeah. yeah. Mike is a wonderful, wonderful guy. Good friend of mine. Uh, but anyways, he What's did rock that. and roll. What rock and roll experience. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you can pull it up, but anyways, I'm, I'm going to see if I can. Yeah. Mike did a great job. He like did the chronological of the songs that, uh, that were taken that were, um, taken down added um if you can't find it anyways they did drop. i'm looking right now no no if I, you can't find it i'm just saying okay. um you know the, the the cool part is that um they're uh you know they added shandy and it's in the whole band's playing it it just sounded great i i, I watched it's an audience recording but i must have watched it three or four times i was like god this is just so freaking cool so just great great to hear again you know i i'd like uh i'd like a nice professional version of it to uh to throw in the ipod yes i still use an ipod um 
you know, it's, uh, it's just cool to have. And again, that's much like I said last week. That's why I collect the shows that I collect. I just like having that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. But, I think but that, the, that that's basically the only change for Australia. I mean, they, they haven't changed the stage. There's no new effects. They kind of have because they added the uh, cats and incorporated it in with the pods. So, you know. Well, the only, you know, if you want to, you want to talk about songs, one that I always thought was kind of odd, and it's been within the last, since, since they came post-COVID, came back, was the splitting of, of uh, Psycho Circus and 100,000 Years, and then Eric's drum solos in the middle. Yeah. I, that kind of, that, that one I wasn't too, I, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority here, because I've seen some people say, oh, take it out. I, one of the highlights of the show to me, since it was released as Psycho Circus, I thought it was a great opener. I, I love it in the set. It's one of my favorite songs. I'd live. like to play the whole thing. That's the, that's exactly what I'm getting at, Tommy. Mm-hmm. I want the whole freaking tune, man. Uh, that's and, a, that's and a great kiss tune. It really is. Yeah, and it, it looks it, like it's Shandy is one of the uh, encores, so that looks like they probably got rid of "Do You Love Me." Okay, okay. That, that looks to that's what I see that's missing here because Psycho Circus is still in there. Say Yeah is still in there. Heaven's on Fire. Oh wait a minute, Tears Are Falling isn't in here. Well, again, you know what? If, if if you get a chance, go to Mike's Facebook yeah. thing. He's got yeah, it all in chronological order, and he did a I'm, really nice job. Yeah, I'm just looking at set list mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, but he did it as it was like he's like, here's when this changed and this one dropped. You know, Parasite was added. Parasite was dropped. Oh, very Crazy cool. Nights was added. You know, Tears Are Falling was dropped. Yeah, again, it was it was a really cool um, thing on Facebook. So. Geeky kiss dive. Yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, that's what all this. And again, talking to me, I was talking about Phil. I met Mike, God, years ago at the New York Kiss Expo, just like I met you two. You know, um, just all the great people. And I tell you what, that's another thing. And I I know it was kind of gushy about this stuff, but how many people in your life have you met through Kiss? It's insane. Well, I wouldn't be married or have a daughter if it wasn't for Kiss. (laughs) That's what I mean. It's I mean, that's My my wife and I um, we're heading to Maine in a couple of weeks with people we met on the cruise. You know, I mean, it's just insane. This yeah, you have a very nice group of friends. You're very Thank very you. lucky. They Thank are you. they're one. They are wonderful people. I yeah yeah. So that's I mean, it's we're. That, that's what I mean. I mean, there's just, if it wasn't for these four guys putting makeup on back in the early seventies, my life would be totally different, totally different. So, and anyways, um, Mike, I think we kind of rounded out the show. Yeah. I was going to say we, we did have, we did have a pseudo topic, but it's already well, been over. I was going to say, let's save it because there were, we're approaching like an hour and 20 minutes already. I don't want to turn this into a three-hour episode. Let's give that yeah. topic its due yeah, for well, another week. No. Yeah, next week. Well, next week we got a guest. Next week we have a guest, and then we're going to talk a little kiss and a lot of another band. One of Mark's 
all-time favorite bands. See if you can. By, figure by out the way, that. my wife. Who's which one of you knuckleheads made the meme? Liz loved it. I did. I did. Oh, did you? the shirt rotation thing she's like well yeah she's the one who's got to fucking wash them all are you kidding me you know it's funny too I, this is almost embarrassing to admit i have a very big bedroom and i've we've got a walk-in closet guess who's got all the space <laughs> i i it's saw all, I, it's, it's all black t-shirts i saw the i saw the meme yesterday and it originally said um a metalhead says, and then at the bottom, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, dude, no, that's that's Mark's shirt rotation closet right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I got to change this to Mark. I, I honest to God, it's 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 reached condition critical. I, I got to do something. It's just that I I've been taking a chance on some of these old shirts that I used to have when I was a kid. Or like I went to the tour in 82 and some of these companies are reproducing. They look exactly, I mean, exactly like the one I bought, you know, in 81 yeah. or 82. And I can't believe it. I'm like, fuck that. I want one. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I just picked this one up recently. I had this shirt when I was in like junior high. And then I think I lost it in boarding school because when I went to boarding school, everyone would just some guys wouldn't go wash their clothes or whatever. They couldn't like just they're like everybody grabbed everybody's t-shirts. So it didn't, you know, especially when you're that age when you're like, you know, whatever, 14, 15, everybody's all of, you got a men's large, that'll work. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter what you're doing. So it was, again, you know, I lost a lot of, not a lot, I should just very few concerts. I've got literally to totes, of concert t-shirts and i think i told the story when when i was at van halen uh back you know when dave rejoined um my son was wearing my fair warning jersey and some guy <laughs> walking to the restroom this guy's like took out a hundred dollar bills like i'll give you a hundred dollars for that t-shirt right now <laughs> and my son looks at me because it was you know right in front of me and i'm like fuck no i'm not so <laughs> Because my son had it because he bought his shirt at the show and he had it in his back pocket. Right. You know, and he's wearing the fair warning one. And the kids, the guy's like, right now, here's a hundred bucks. You put your new shirt on and give me that one. My son just looked at me and I'm like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. Yeah, so. there, there's there's um, I'm not gonna mention the name, but there's a company that's all over Facebook that does incredible jobs with concert t-shirt reproductions. Oh, by the way, we're gonna get some stupid comment. Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that want... I was I was just gonna say, going along with what I said earlier about YouTube, it's always funny to see a t-shirt bootlegger cry that the artist shut them down for selling bootleg t-shirts. I'm like, this is... dude, you got nothing to cry about. You're selling what you shouldn't be selling. I will that. That, but here's what I love about Kiss what they're doing with the off the soundboard. A lot of times they're offering that shirt, yeah, of that era in the package. Yes, yeah, yep. Well, and it was it's interesting you mentioned that because I just got back from two days out on the road with the tour and I was talking to the head of security, um, who had a stack of t shirts. Uh, that he had just confiscated out in the parking lot. Yeah. He said, I just walk up to him, show him my badge and say, give me all that stuff or I'm going to have you thrown in jail. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I know for That's a fact true. that on the bigger tours, 
I'm sure this is happening on that one as well. The merchandising company will actually hire a bunch of off-duty cops and a bunch yep. of muscle heads from like the local gym. Yep. And basically just say, you just walk through and anybody selling them, you confiscate them, you take them away. Yep. If, they, if they give you a hard time, you bust their head into a car bumper. I mean, that's basically. Oh, yeah. 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 And they've been challenged apparently a couple of times. He said, there are cops and he said, there are laws. And he said, we can get an injunction and we can have them arrested. Yeah. They're, they're, it's they're, harder you know, in some states than all, others, but there's also a double edged. No, there's also a, a nice flip side to this. Matter of fact, I think that's what made me think about it. When I went and saw ZZ Top a few weeks ago, they didn't have the. I, I matter of fact, on last week's show, I wore my ZZ Top Fandango shirt, and I went up there, and the guy's like, "Oh, oh whatever. We only have large size lab, whatever." Size. and I'm like, "Fuck!" And he's like, "They're cheaper on the website." And I'm like, because a lot of times for something, this is this is bands screwing up. A lot of times they don't have, they're not selling, a lot of bands aren't selling their merch on their website for some stupid freaking reason. Um, I know. I, I, that doesn't make sense. It does not make any sense. Uh, matter of fact, I had to buy, uh, matter of speaking of the Nugent show, one of my friends from New York wanted a jersey. And it went on Ted's website. They don't even sell any of the tour merch. A lot, a lot, a lot of artists. There's some of them just have issues. They're like, well, we don't, we want people to buy it at the event. And then when the tour's over, then they'll sell everything that's left and remaining on the website. But that's no good because, you know, it, it's the odd sizes and the designs that might not be the most popular. I yeah. mean, I, I know when I was with Kiss, we we put the Kiss tour merch up on the website right away. One of the big reasons was, and why it is cheaper on the website is, you know, the venues take a thirty percent or more right. add-on on top of it. So you, you know, when 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 a when a band sells that T-shirt, that fifty bucks, well, thirty percent of it is going straight to the venue. And they don't want to give the venue money. So it's like, right. okay, go buy the same t-shirt from our website. Plus we'll get shipping and handling, which anybody who's been in this business long enough knows shipping and handling is a nice little padded profit center mm-hmm. um, to make, to but make yeah, money. I'll, I will tell you another, another band who's seeming to get it. Iron Maiden has been slowly start reprinting their early eighties stuff and selling it these bundles are starting to really lock in with some artists and kiss really was leading the way in some ways. You know what I mean? Where you can buy the CD, get, yep. get, you know, the classic, because again, this shirt's a great example. This was from, this was a 1978 tour shirt. I couldn't believe it. And I was just going through, you know, eBay and stuff. I'm like, Holy shit. Someone made, I mean, it's a perfect re- reproduction. Again, I used to have one. And the other one that I bought was a Heaven and Hell um, Black Sabbath one. It had the Heaven and Hell lyrics on the back. I hadn't seen one in forever. You know, here's, here's, uh, and we've talked about this because I'm a, I would love to see bands do full on vintage reproductions of t shirts, that's and a, tour a books. Great, 
might stuff like there's that. There's a market. Yes. There's a market, there's, but the challenge, the challenge, there's a couple challenges. There's always, let's put it this way. There's always challenges for the artists to do it legally. There's zero challenges for the bootlegger to do it. The bootlegger takes an old t-shirt, scans the artwork right from the t-shirt front and back, opens up in Photoshop, fixes it up, makes it look great and prints. They don't care about anything else. The artist to officially do that, well, they may have contracted with a designer 25 years ago to create that special Ted Nugent drawing. And the rights only lasted for three or four years. So if they want to reuse it, they got to find that artist, renegotiate a new usage of it in order to use it again. And on top of it, they may not, from 40 years ago, have the original files, the original sep film separations, the original mm -hmm. artwork. So that makes it a lot harder as well, because then, and, and we've known KISS has done this in the past, where they're like, does anybody have that old record, record poster? Because we, we need to scan it in and clean it up. Because, Mike, they've, Mike that, yep. that is, that's happened yep. to yeah. me a dozen times. KISS has called me. They're like, do you have this shirt? And I happen to have it. They're like, yep. can you take a nice scan of it and send it? Yeah. yeah. I, again, I've done that a million times. So, so it, it, they have to do that as well, but then they're hiring a designer to get that. They're paying a designer's time, hourly rate to clean it up, to get it ready. So I think artists would like to do that. It's just a challenge because again, to do it legally is much more work than it is to do it illegally. And, and, and if the artist didn't bother to go back to the designer who designed that artwork and said, screw it, we can't find them. We're just going to release it anyway. Well, that designer a year from now goes, Hey, you've been selling my design. You owe me a boatload of money now. Yep. No, well, I I what, is ridiculous. Aerosmith's another one. That's just, that's what made me think of it. Cause I wore it on the shirt. I didn't think I got the, sh the shirt on a Tuesday. You might but want an Aerosmith, Aerosmith shirt to come in rotation next week. Yes. But Aerosmith was smart. I, I think, I think that's one of the things I think they're watching kiss out of the corner of their eye. Because it's like, hey, they're starting to release a retro series now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Look, because that's, again, all of us, all of us. When you go back and you see, like, I, I put it this way, because you guys are both from Minnesota. You guys weren't big hockey fans, but I'm sure there's a market for this. An old Minnesota North Stars shirt. I just saw today a an unofficial company that yes. is selling old vintage minnesota north stars logos. and you saw the same thing i'm looking at i'm like god i want some of those old vintage hockey shirts too yeah there's you know, a place but, in i'm sorry finish no, no no go ahead i was gonna say there's a place in town here that does the north stars they do uh, moby dicks which was a bar downtown minneapolis that was famous for a lot of criminal activity back in the day and other classic minneapolis staples and who's to say if they're legit or not, but you see, I, I, yeah, I think, I think some of these people who are doing, especially like vintage businesses that long went out of business or like 
the Minnesota North Stars. They're counting on the fact that there's really no business there anymore to look and to catch them doing this. Right. Um, and, you know, they're playing the we'll do it now and apologize later routine. That's how I live my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and, and again, that's why it is so much easier, faster for, I, I don't want to say bootleggers, but people who don't do it officially, whether it's re- audio releases, video There's releases, no merchandise. There's they no don't have, yeah, they have zero red tape. They have zero jumping through the hoops. They have no concern with who's got the rights to get permissions. They just do it. And then when, when the, the photographer says, that's my photo, you take it down, they take it down, and then they cry that they had to take it down. But trust me, bands would like to do it. They just don't have that luxury of ignoring all that stuff. You know, Mike, it goes back, I think, to what I said earlier in conversation. Some of these things aren't million sellers. You know what I mean? They may make a couple grand. It's not worth, like, Kiss's legal team to spend $10,000 on a legal thing that for a $2,000 worth of stuff. Yeah. You have to pick your battles. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which way you look at through the prism, that's an issue. It is. It is that, and 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 that's sort of why I said it up front. You you're playing with fire. You will eventually get burned. Will you get burned tomorrow, or will you get burned in ten years? Don't know. But eventually, something happens that you get onto the wrong person's radar, and now you're in trouble. Well, with that, it's uh, it's getting close to the end because do we have to feed Mark. Yes. The lovely Liz is uh, making an all new dish. I can't remember what it is. She told me what it was, but it's an all it does have meatballs in it. So I know it's going to be good. Are meatballs like like right there with meatloaf for you? Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know what? Anything ground meat related is good. Chunk of meat is good. No, no, no. no, So we can do do a communion with it. I'm not a steak ball communion. I, I love, I love like hamburgers. You're not Let's a steak see, like man, really, huh? No, I recently had steak. I, <laughs> all right. All right. My, my kids watch this show. Oh yeah. Mr. Uh, Effenheimer every two minutes. <laughs> well, they hear that all of a sudden time. you're worried about the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, like I said, you know, my kids were, brought up no different than I was because you know I grew up in a hard-working Italian construction family and fuck was a verb you know I mean just you know fucking this fucking that I, that's just the way swearing with my friends and I told the story before my friends were like you can swear in front of your parents I'm like yeah it's just oh well, you know <laughs> t- t- Thule's that way you know Katrina basically early on taught her the swear words on purpose you know this is the words you can't say you can say that around us. You can't say that in public. You can't say that in school. She taught her this great thing. It's like so. And we do this jokingly all the time in the house. Like, you know, I'm giving Tuli a hard time. And Tuli's like, Daddy, come over here. Watch, watch. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. That's funny. It's it, funny. It, 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 it is because, you know. It's 
every parent's got the good cop, bad cop parent routine. Katrina's the good cop. I'm the bad cop. Katrina's like, uh, I, I need you to go wake her up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I get to go wake her up. I'm like, I'm cracking that. I'm being the dad. I'm going in there. And Thule's like, uh, dad, get away from me. <laughs> Just like, it's so awful. And and some some sometimes sometimes Tuli will be with Katrina and I'll be giving both of them a hard time and Tuli will look at Katrina and go, Mom, one, two, three. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> oh, that would that that's nothing. No, that would that would be outlawed in the Chikini house. Well, oh, it's no. it's 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 not outlawed when it's done in a fun playful light-hearted we're joking no, no, giving I, each other I, a hard time i get that but but our swearing was like you know wasn't at each other that way it was just like you're describing something that fucking my fucking car wouldn't start or i couldn't tie my fucking skates or something that oh, she'll she'll do that every once in a while she'll come home from school and she'll be like mom i had a real tough day do i have permission katrina's like yeah she's like God, that was a fucking hard day at school today. <laughs> yeah, that 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 kind of stuff. That is so no, no, no at each other. I mean, she's and, and and she's really good at understanding this only happens in the house in front yeah, of mom it. and dad. You can't do this in front of your grandparents. Don't do this in front of because if if we get that call from school that you accidentally forgot and let it slip at school, now yeah. there's trouble. You're fucked. <laughs> you are <laughs> Yeah, because I can I can just see your mom trying to get her to eat her green beans or something, and Julie's like, "No, Grandma." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. all right, we got to feed Mark before he flips us well, off. Well, that also I, I have to plug the, uh, the oh, pl- yeah, left, plug your yeah, show. I got to plug the left for get left for dead and uh, TNT gig, which is September sixteenth. It's a Friday at the Token Lounge in Westland. Hopefully, uh, you know, some of you guys in the local area can come come on. I've already heard from uh, from some folks. So it should be a good, fun show. Like I said, I'm double dutying that night, left for dead, then the TNT boys. And uh, you're going to see a commercial at some point here. So, uh, um, you know, you'll dig it. I think you'll think it's a lot of fun. So because rock ain't dead. So awesome. Uh, Homework. Have you ever had anything taken down on YouTube? Yeah. Have you bought any of those reprint t-shirts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't want to promote the companies, but have you bought them? I mean, I think they're interesting because like you, Mark, there's, I made the mistake many, 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 many years ago of letting my mom sell all my concert t-shirts at a garage sale. That's one of my biggest regrets. I kept mine, man, except some of them are. Matter of fact, I posted some of them on my Facebook. Like my Creatures of the Night one is like so thin. But I mean, it's still the original jer- jer- jersey, my Ozzy 80, uh, 81 shirt is uh, with the knife in the back. I still got uh, that was with Randy Rhodes. I've still got that one. My old Jay Giles. I just got tons of them. So, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever had anything taken down on YouTube? Um, have you ever bought reprints of T-shirts, concert T-shirts? Uh, I don't know. Anything we talked about today. What do you think of the new Shandy with the whole band? 
I love it. You want him to play Shandy in the U.S.? Sure. I think it would be a refreshing change. Yeah. The song, hold on, real before we go. The song, I, that should almost be something we should say, but I want to see him do Hard Luck Woman. I don't know why they don't. It was a huge hit. And if you guys know any of the inside work, Doc, that's why Doc pushed Beth so hard on the band to go out there. Like, it's one of your biggest songs. It's got to be played. Well, Christ. Hard Luck Woman was just a few spots behind that on the, you know, on the charts. It's a top 20 hit. And while I'm at it, Christine 16 was a top 20 hit. Although I got to imagine there's, they, they probably want to avoid that for. Oh, no, I get it. PC reasons. Yeah. It's Christy 60 now. Not yeah. Christine 16. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, one more reminder check out Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Head over to Three Sides of the Coin Radio.com for all the details. Eddie Trunk's got his uh, playlist up right now. In a few weeks, Charlie Benante from Anthrax will have his up. We got a lot of cool playlists coming. Um, that's it. We got a special guest. I think next week's guest, it's his first appearance on the show. No jacket. <laughs> Um, all right, everybody. That's it. We'll see you next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 
show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Voices for Three Sides of the Coin, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.